All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's after four o'clock. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show. Thursday edition, October 12th, presented by Play Alberta. .ca, Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where you can get in the game. They have the uh, odds boosts. Remember, though, if you play, use your Game Sense. Go to gamesense.ab.ca. I'm Jason Greger. Terry Ryan is with us, and it is time for Ryan's Rant, brought to you by action electrical and it is time for you to take action if you've been thinking about it you want to get some solar on your resident at home or even your business you can do both but if you want at home there is a grant for fifty six hundred dollars they can help you get through the federal government and a 10-year interest-free loan learn more at actionelectrical.net here is ryan's rant thank you jason well i'll tell you this there's a few things i was going to talk about over the last few weeks, and I write them down like jot notes. I mean, I had to come up with a lot of Ryan's rants, right? And there's only so many things to rant about. So I had one all queued up, but last night as I was watching the hockey games, I felt like, <laughs> I felt frustrated. And I felt frustrated for a while when it comes to hockey in particular. I mean, you want to do everything you can as a, as a sport, as a league, to promote the game, to make everybody have a good time, to have fun. You want the fan and the players to have the best experience possible. The game's been around for a long time. And when the game started, in most places, there was no electricity. And we evolved and we evolved. And eventually, 
we had electronic scoreboards. They turned into jumbotrons. The entertainment, obviously look at Vegas. Some teams have cheerleaders. There's rocket ships going off before the game. Uh, there's Entertainment has become a big, big, big part of the experience of going to an NHL game. And I think it has to in each sport, as I've heard you touch on before. The fan It's about the fan's experience. So anybody, any sport, I think, that's stuck just playing the sport is really behind because there's all kinds of ways to experience a game and make it more um, more of an interactive experience. I just got back from Buffalo, even, even right down to the food that's served, right? I mean, it used to be just hot dogs and popcorn. Now you can get everything from sushi to spaghetti, whatever, at most sporting venues in North America. So having said that and how far we've evolved, not only as just hockey, as other sports, as a sporting culture, as athletes, as performers, as fans. So you tell me why in this day and age teams are using one goal song and they're not using one that each player likes like baseball when you walk up to the plate different players have different approach songs um uh, you know other, a lot of sports aren't in the unique position to do it you don't you don't have music played after you get a point in tennis but but i mean you know down the list and nba there's just baskets every two seconds and it's different music and you can play music while the game is played and the nfl is totally different again but I just don't understand it. How, why in hockey, where I, let's just use the Leafs as an example. Like people, all this, I get up today and you can't, every angle, or they finally change their song. I mean, I love that Hall & Oates song. It was monotonous to hear it every single time and I came to hate it. But, and I know there's some teams that do it, but any team that doesn't play a goal song for the individual rather than the team, I think is so far behind. And I don't know, you know the players want it. I mean, we do it for our hockey school kids in the summertime. I remember in Tri-Cities, not every player, but if we suggested it, the DJ would let us do it. There was a bunch of songs that we picked specifically. I picked Bad to the Bone. People used to call me T-Bone there. It's easy enough, right? Easy enough. And here we are in 2023 with more playlists and, and methods. To, it's in everybody's phone. Each fan could do a better job. Now, I don't know if these DJs are being pig-headed or the teams are. You know, my music's better than yours. I really don't know. But barring, like, I know I get it not to use Dust in the Wind or, or um, you know, everything I do, I do it for you. There are songs, obviously, that I'd say you're nuts. Maybe it has to pass some kind of a venting process, but I do not understand why in this day and age we watch a hockey game and have to hear the same song as many goals are scored it just doesn't make sense to me tr you are oh you're preaching to the choir my man for over a decade i have talked about this before any nhl team did it and i was like we've baseball's done this for years the best is when the baseball players when a guy would get up to bat and they would prank him because they would play some song that he didn't want and you would see the whole dugout roaring and the guy would be like are you kidding me right now it's hilarious and so maybe you do that but either way like the buffalo sabers they released theirs today right and they put yeah. it out there every song for every player now they might some of those guys might like defensemen they might not score a home goal all year long so that sucks for them but it's a way to connect to your fans people are loving it it shows what songs some guys like what songs they don't like and it's different for everyone i agree with you wholeheartedly it's so ridiculously archaic it's such a simple simple fix that adds a small little enjoyment and fans are like oh my goodness Connor mcdavid likes that song i like that song now we're connected right it's as simple as that and so i totally i don't get it 
right? I don't get it at all. Like in Toronto, they're all like, ooh, what's their new goal song? Their new goal song sucks. And it's one song, right? Like, give me a break. Like, it's brutal. So I don't, I don't get it. I have been talking about this for a decade in Edmonton. I've talked, and I went through the Oilers room. I interviewed every player multiple different times in different years, asked them, what song would you want? And the guy's like, this is unreal. Now, there was the odd players like, I don't care. And that's fine. But the vast majority were like, well, why don't we do that? And then when I tell them other teams are doing it, they're like, what? And so they started hearing it. So eventually it's probably going to be up to the players to go and say, hey, see what Buffalo's doing? We want to do this. That's what it's going to take. I saw a game in Washington a few years ago. TJ Oshie scored, and it was Take Me Home, Country Roads. and the play- and Because you, you, you could never play that every single goal. That would get old. Yes. But, you know, each player, I mean, even if you get 50 or 60, you're still scoring a small fraction of the overall. So it's always going to be fairly new. Or if someone gets a hat trick, yeah, I'll hear it three times tonight. Yes. Why not? It's almost like a challenge. Of course. But that was – I've never seen a, a, a base in a regular season game in November be so – jazzed up by a song that I would never have thought and then I realized I'm like oh they're doing the individual songs down here and they get behind it it was great and I'm like someone has to see this other DJs must know the difference there's teams out there that are sitting there going you know they're in a room what should we make the song like a, a song a silly song well we had Hall and Oates for the last eight years and now what do we, you know in Toronto and I'm like does anybody bring it up? Does anybody bring it up when you ask the players they all want it? Like you said, they either want it or they're impartial, but none of them are like, no way, we want one, you know? So it, I just don't understand why we aren't making the change. Yeah. Well, hey, the Oil Kings do it, right? And uh, players like it. The fans like it. I, it's it's easy to do, so I know you can't do it. And this is probably my favorite text. Jeez, Greg, all this long, I thought all the order players just love Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah god's a worse uh, song ever but I, I like the humor i like the humor in a tr because it's like sports is supposed to be fun this is an easy way to inject a little fun into it and i love your idea about a hat trick and all of a sudden because the fans would know the great part about it is the team posts it now the fans all save it right they take a picture they have it on their mm-hmm. phone so and so scores because they'll remember some guys and then all of a sudden it's like the number six defenseman Vinny DeHarnay and he scores his only goal of the season in game 37 on home ice and people are like oh yeah we got Vinny's song right like it's such an easy thing to get people and, and- excited for and lastly, I don't mean to wear out my welcome with this rant, but, you know, you could connect to, well, you are, it's interactive. Like you said, you're connecting with the fans, yeah. but you could go a step further. Um, I remember, you know, I used to play, there, there's a guy, Pegliero, Michelle Pegliero. He's from Montreal. He's got some great songs, and my favorite song is Some Sing, Some Dance. And uh, Ron McLean played it for me, one of the intros on Hockey Night in Canada. You can get it out there now. You can see on YouTube that they... they took a clip of it and, and, and it's it's still there for all the world to see still and I love that and I remember saying if they ever gave us that chance you know like they did in junior you know I'd like to some, what I'm saying is that he's from Montreal of yeah, course yeah. I didn't get, you, you, you know so I didn't get to use it that much obviously but I'm saying that <laughs> if, if whatever town you're from or city in North America you, you could probably find one from, from your own hometown or from the pl- city that you're in you know if I'm in Vancouver I don't know Brian Adams summer 16 you know I'm just I'm just spitballing here but it 
it's it's there's levels to the connection and that would be contagious i think in 32 cities and by extension hometowns and you know people waiting to see what that and, and artists waiting to, you know there's only so many ways now for artists to even get their word their, their their songs out there and be paid you know so it would also give a little bit of recognition to some local artists i don't see anybody losing in that uh, situation other than the dj's ego yeah, and honestly, I don't see why the DJ wouldn't like it. Like, crowd goes nuts. Who cares? And because uh, the DJ, like, once they pick the goal song, he plays the same goal song. The DJ is probably like, oh god, it's the same thing every time. If anything, maybe they'd be better. But yeah, I, uh, I'd love to see it. There are a few teams. Florida's doing it. Buffalo's doing it. I think Arizona. Um, and I, there's a few more. I got to go down the list, but I know there's a few more teams doing it. And I think it'll grow. And I'll tell you this: I won't be surprised if. Um, some of the Canadian teams. I don't know. There's just something at times. And I love our country. There's lots of great things about our country. But when it comes to sports and it comes to hockey, we're a little bit of fun sponge sometimes as a nation. And I think we need to loosen up a little bit. It's sports. It's fun. Dylan said the times they are changing. Yeah. Oh. Very deep, TR. Very deep. And guys, just to kind of a different twist on this one, the Sabres put out the list of everyone's goal song. It's like a playlist you could get, and people love that. The conversation they're generating on social media, outstanding. They've got 1,500 retweets, big conversations going, shows a little personality. So it's cool for the inexperienced, but it's also cool to, you know, for social media people getting on the chat. Oh, well, fa- any way that fan- fans, the- they care about their team. Give them the smallest iota of a nugget that allows them to connect on whatever reason it is. That's They become more connected to their team. They become more loyal to their team. They buy tickets. They buy hats. They buy jerseys. That's what they do. And you're just, you're, you're, you're making them feel and giving them the, the smallest little sliver of inside the room. And that's all the fans want. Just a little bit. Just give them a sliver. They like it. So, 419. Gregor TRTR, that's your best round so far. I love it. I love it. Almost as good as the captain one. That one was pretty good, too. I like it. Uh, Gregor and TR with you on Sports 1440, Edmonton's Sports Authority. Ooh. Not bad. I like it. Welcome back. Jason Gregor, Connor Halley, Terry Ryan with you on... Sports 1440 coming to you live on Oilers Nation YouTube. As uh, we continue on the show, we got uh, a lot of texts to get to in our Jiffy Lube inbox, 833-401-1440. Hey, guys, I love the uh, Sabres idea. Curious, uh, what would be uh, your goal song from uh, Old Man River? Well, I'll tell you right now what song uh, I would go with. Off the, uh, off the top, it would be, uh, by Tiesto and it would be wow. And uh, if it, I'll, I'll just play it. And I always said, and to me, if I was the orders and I was a teammate, this is the song I would pick for McDavid because it explains very perfectly. I think it describes what McDavid does on the ice. Sometimes the bomb might explode without any warning. With McDavid, you've seen it. All of a sudden, it's like a shot out of a cannon. Shot out of a cannon. That's a, that's a sick song, man. Sick song. So, 
There we go. Uh, we'll get uh, Terry Ryan back in a second. He's having a little uh, technical difficulties, so I'll reconnect with him. <laughs> Ouch. Hey, Gregor, knowing the orders, they charge fans who access the playlist. God forbid they do anything for the fans for free. Cough, cough, orders plus, Jodes. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Um, you don't have to pay for it, but it costs money to produce all the stuff, right? That's just how it goes. So I, I don't know where I come out on that. Um, if, you know, like if you're a real fan and you want to, a diehard fan, and you want to get that information, then you'll pay whatever. I don't even know what the cost, what is, what is it, like 30 bucks? I don't even know what it is to be honest. So, but I understand there is a cost to produce all that stuff, right? Like all those features and behind the scenes stuff. So, um, I get it. There are, Hey, I'll, to me, if I want to complain, it's when they have the, um, fan appreciation game last year and fan appreciation was you walk in and you got a little pamphlet or whatever it's called, and it had one free popcorn. And it was like the smallest bag of popcorn. That's it. I'm like, are you serious? I I was stunned by that. I'm like, come on. Brutal. To be fair, though, Gregor, that's what, like a $25 value? Uh, No, (laughs) because it wasn't the bag they normally do it in. Oh, jeez. That was my point. Right, and it's not as well. Yeah, I know popcorn's popcorn. expensive there. I yeah, think it is pretty expensive there, no question. So I would guess the uh, the markup on the popcorn is uh, is pretty high. Gregor, what's the name of that song you just played? From Rice, it's "Wow" by Tiesto, and it is a sick song. Sick song. Hey, Gregor's, I love TR's rant. Let the older players pick their goal song. Well, exactly. Just do it. It'll be a lot of fun. Hey, guys, I don't care about the goal song. I more care about the fact that the this team. Can't get it done when it matters most. Good teams don't have lethargic efforts like that. Well, good teams do get it done when it matters most, which is the playoffs. I would agree. I would disagree with the statement that good teams don't have lethargic efforts like that because they're, um, when the Chicago Blackhawks were winning Stanley Cups, remember the one game that came into Edmonton and the order spanked the Blackhawks of all teams, 9-2? to The Blackhawks. What about the Oilers in 1983-84 in February? Halfway, they'd been to the Stanley Cup final the year before and lost. They're one of the top teams in the league. They go into Hartford and lose 11-0. Worst loss in franchise history. One of the worst losses in NHL history. A few months later, they win the Stanley Cup. So you can have one bad night and I understand that it's the first game of the season. And it's like, honestly, it's probably the worst game to soil the sheets like this. And I think that like, I understand the frustration. The order sucked last night, but I don't think the orders suck. If that makes any sense, they were brutal last night. They're not brutal every night. Since Jay Woodcroft came, they have the second most wins in the NHL. They will, that'll be their worst loss of the season. Mark it down. They're not losing by seven goals in another game this season. They've played 3,400 NHL games as a franchise. 
They have lost by seven goals 15 times out of 3,400. You saw something last night, if you gutted through all of it, and kudos to you if you did, that many fans have never seen. Been a long time since they uh, had a butt kicking like that. You got to go back to 1997 against the Detroit Red Wings. The last time they got spanked that bad. So it happens. You don't love it. That's in the regular season. Right. So it's no fun. I totally understand it. But it's, uh, you know, it's, it's one game. And, uh, you know, TR, we, we talked about that. You, you know, you got to move along. Like, I don't think that's a game where the coach yells and screams because you only have, you only have so many opportunities as a coach to read the ride act over a season. That's probably not one where the coach does it. I'm guessing it might be one where a few of the players speak up. Yeah. And like I said, they have good leadership, right? I, I mean, if anything is evident from the Oilers, I believe that. And I believe they come back strong. And I also believe that. Most winning teams in North America's sports in any kind of lengthy schedule get their butts kicked at some point. It's just more magnified when it's game yes, one. Hundred percent. If it's yeah, if it's if it's me, I'm coaching or I'm the players. I'm not going too far with this one. Uh, if it continues, obviously, but you need to turn that page and uh, you know lock it in a box and put it on its way and never visit it again. Now, uh, your thoughts? Hey, your uh, your boy, Mister Newhook, got a few Genos last night. Uh, um, you know, uh, lost, but uh, still, uh, you know, a good start for him. Uh, and and I think last night's game for Montreal. Well, first of all, they can't slow down Gregor. That's just not going to happen. But I'm uh, I'm kidding. I like that, yeah. But um, in, in all seriousness. I think last night's kind of a microcosm of their season. They're going to be able to score some goals, but they're going to have a real hard time defending. Like, their blue line, man, it is young, and I think they're going to have some struggles during the season. It's funny when it was 3 to nothing and nobody thought it was over. You know, you, you know, <laughs> and I, I, again, I don't, I don't mean that as much of a slap in the face as they are young. And, hey, every win they get's bonus, every point they get's bonus. This is for, this is a year much like Chicago, growing their young players. A little bit ahead of Chicago, I think. But, um, Newhook, yes, I knew this. Look, the guy, Newhook grew up, he was, I mean, with my own two eyes, the best minor hockey player that I've seen in a long, long time. This guy was so dominant. He left early, as did I. I mean, I identify with him in a lot of ways. I mean, we shoot left, forwards, left early, went in the first round. I say to people, like, you know, he went in that first round, and I, I saw that coming when he was 12. I think anybody around here, anybody where he went from – out in BCJ, played in Victoria, went to Boston College from there. Even before that, it's no surprise, but it's funny. When Montreal traded for him, I heard a lot of people saying, well, you know, I'm not really sure about that. I know he won, but he was down in the depth chart. This guy was a first-round pick. Colorado picked him to play more than they were playing them. They're just ultimately deep, made some decisions. The one thing leads to another, and he becomes trade bait. But I don't think they were ever really down on him. And his work ethic in the summer is second to none. There might be a lot of people that work as hard. I don't know many people that work harder, man. He's a diehard, and he loves the game, and he's always trying to improve from, like, angles. He'll sit there after he works out. He'll, he'll go out on the ice and, and just go angles off the boards, like real different stuff. Like he wants to perfect each level of his game. He wants to maximize every bit of his potential. So I knew going to a team that's going to play him way more, and I'm not, not a little bit more, way more. And his job is way more important, and he's way more of a leader. And now he has that Stanley Cup, 
you know, to share with the quote unquote young guys here. This guy's 22. But, you know, so I'm not surprised. I said it. I think I think it's low saying Newhook's going to get 20. I said that it was like a hot take. I think he's going to get 20. I think he could get 30. And I'm not just saying it because of that first game. I'm saying it because I have a little bit of knowledge about Alex Newhook. And other than, you know, not playing a lot the last couple of years, he's been a prodigy from day one and he continues to be a leader. I will give you credit. You called it the start of the season. So anybody in your fantasy league, if you didn't listen to TR, you should have because uh, he was very high in Newhook and kind of went in, in depth as to why he thinks he's going to be a guy uh, with a little bit more opportunity. And, you know, Terry, you played lots. And a big thing that, you know, when we talk about young players coming in, a lot of it is if you don't have a coach who gives you a role, and I don't even care what the role is. If you know your role is to be a bottom six guy and a penalty killer and the coach outlines this is going to be your role, you take pride in it, you know, guess what? I'm going to play my 12, 13, 14 minutes, whatever the game relies on. I'm going to kill penalties and guess what? I don't have to, if I score, obviously they want me to produce five on five, but that's not going to be the biggest thing for me. And and you can, can wrap your head around it. I, I think too often the mistake that is made for a lot of coaches is they don't stick to a defined role for some young players in the league. Totally. Like that is so well said. I, I agree. And, and as a player, you often know early on, God, the best example I can think of just someone that I had my eyes on my whole life. One of my friends and we went away together is Danny Cleary. Danny's like new hook though. Like he was, I think Danny went 13th. He was rated number one. He had some troubles in junior that pushed him back, but he was big. He was a scorer. He was a pure scorer. That's what Danny Cleary was in junior. He was at world junior camp at 16 yeah. first round pick. But, you know, it took till Detroit. I might have mentioned this before. I get mixed up on my podcast. Sorry if I'm beating a, a, a dead horse here. But, uh, you know, any Oilers fans would remember him being there. He didn't really have a role. You were kind of waiting for him to break out, and he didn't really – he didn't even really look comfortable with Chicago, Phoenix, or Edmonton. And he went to Detroit and just took on this – you know, I remember him fighting Pronger. And he's not a fighter, but he just took on that third-line role. I'm going to be the best I can possibly be at this. I'm going to dedicate my life, my hockey-playing life – to being a two-way player and most players that are that skilled can pull it back and, and, and focus and, and be a role player. Not every role player can move up. That's why I often said Aaron Asham was so important because he was a great role player, but all of a sudden when Gagne or somebody got hurt, he could go up and play on a lot of teams. Uh, he could go up and play on one of the top lines. If you'll notice, Aaron Asham never made it out of that division. Every team he played on was, uh, Eastern, you know, because I think they all saw him on a night-to-night basis. And when you see somebody, it's, you know, I think you get a much better idea of who they are as a player. Better appreciation, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, a few quick texts coming in. TR, I'm curious. Uh, I'm sure you've been on teams that lost uh, poorly even early in the season. What do you look for, then, as a bounce-back game? What are things, as a normal fan, I should be wanting to see on Saturday? Well, I mentioned the hard work and obviously attention to detail, and you really want to not slip up here. So you don't come in a little bit late, not even a minute late. You know, you try to go through, and there is eyes on it. Like I said, no one's snapping yet, but there's more eyes on you. Um, Another thing, one thing I wouldn't do, okay, and I'll say Dreisaitl is famous for this, at least in my eyes. I've never talked to anybody about it, but I can read body language. And it seems sometimes he's like 
tripping over his bottom lip. He slams his stick and no, you know, and it's like, and then he slams it against the gate or struts the gate. You can see his mouth going. I don't think he's a bad teammate. I don't think he's a cancer. I'm not going that far, but I just think as an, now he's elite. Now he's one of the biggest leaders in the world. He's one of the best hockey players on the planet, like way up there. (laughs) We're talking way up on the Mount Rushmore. I don't know that as a leader, you can give so much. Uh, negative body language and he is growing out of it i just see i saw it a couple times last night i don't love it and if i was anybody from a the the most respected experienced veteran to a rookie playing my second game i think i'd mind my p's and q's and just be ready you know eat right show up speak when spoken to the focus is the game get out there and get the win and then everything's forgotten especially if you go on a little bit of a run now right like everybody can breathe a little bit deeper but I would focus and, you know, I, I, I was a guy that kept the kept the, uh, the, the the bus and the room loose more than anything. Other people would come in and kind of be authoritarian and you need that mix. But let's just say in a game like today, I would have a muzzle on. Uh, it wouldn't be to so, try to get everybody loose. It okay. Would be, okay, boys. So it'd be a, it. a little bit. Uh, no, and I think it's important to have a, a loose attitude sometimes. But, uh, yeah, maybe read the room. Is what you're suggesting on a time you like got this? It. Read yeah. the room. Yeah. Read the room. Eh, maybe not today. Um, I, I would think the orders are going to come out, and well, the good news is they can't play any worse. Um, they've been a good team for a long time, but I understand the concern where the one area the orders wanted to improve, Terry, was they wanted to limit goals against, and they get absolutely obliterated in goals against in game one. Their penalty kill gives up three. Their five on five gives up five, which is terrible, and they gave up too many soft goals. Where you talked oh. about it, just losing battles, and that has kind of been their calling card. So I get the frustration from fans because part of them is like, "Oh God, here we go again." And I know it's only one game, but that they need to. If that happens once in forty games, no problem. But that's like a reoccurring issue for this team, especially early in seasons. Yeah, and it the the good part is that it's a reoccurring issue that. A recurring issue that you can improve. Like, yes. you know, it, it's almost like a switch that you can turn to improve that stuff. So, on one end, I, I want to use alarming, but it's concerning that it keeps happening. But I just keep going back to all those players and I'm seeing them at their best. Even a guy like Bouchard, I hate to be down on him, but he really didn't. I mean, he, to me, he wasn't, he either he's hurt or the guy just wasn't giving it his all. But now I'm big on him. I'm not the type. Or I wouldn't be the type of coach to just like give up or, or, or like trade right away or, you know, I don't think anybody should be put in a box and labeled because of one game. I find that player, Bouchard, just for example, is very, he's, he's easily influenced. Depends who he's playing with. But what I saw in the last part of last year when Ekholm came in was one of the best young defensemen I've ever seen come up. Like I was so down on him at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year, I was so high on him. I'm like, oh, this guy just needs a little bit of time, but he's got to bring his focus. It's not even always effort. It's focus. It's, it's silly decisions. You know, you, you can be as physically ready as you want. But if you don't, if you're not locked in mentally, and it just seems like that, because these are plays down low that you know, again, that an Adam would be embarrassed about making that final goal. I hate saying it, Miller. That wasn't just positional. That what that was just the guys right next to me in front of an open net, and I got to work hard. Yeah, you know? uh, Terry Ryan alongside uh, Jason Greger. Lots of text flying in our Jiffy Lube inbox eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Oh, by the way, if you're coming to West Edmonton Mall today for the uh, autograph session, stop in, come say hi at uh, Sports fourteen forty. Uh, we are, of course, uh, just by uh, entrance fifty five, uh, right below the uh, theaters. 
Bubblegum Shrimp is uh, right next door for those of you that are wondering uh, exactly where it is. And uh, up on the second floor, come in. We got a few uh, few prizes. And uh, maybe in the last hour, a few lucky people will get some of the brand new Sports 1440 hats. So come by, uh, tap nicely on the glass, and uh, you could get a prize. We'll come back with five questions and more on the Jason Greger Show Live Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. 447. This is a great tune, too. Could just play this one. Let's get down to business right after the goal. Whoa. You're thinking of a goal song. You'd want one that the crowd can get after. It's got to have a real short, catchy kind of tune. TR, right now, today, if all of a sudden the TR is in the league, you're 25, is there, you want a song that the crowd, they're like, oh yeah, that gets us fired up. Cause you only have a short segment of the song that you're going to get to play. I know you're a music guy. Do you have a song? Just on a couple of minor league teams I was on and, uh, I still like it. And you're not going to believe what it is. First of all, Connor, whatever led us into the last segment, Ryan's Rant, I like that tune. I'm not sure what it is. So can you note that for me and send it to me? Um, but you know what I would use, Jason? Yeah. I would use Moving On Up, the Jefferson's theme Ooh. song. <laughs> <laughs> now, moving On Up, the stat chart. We're yes. moving on up as a team oh. if we get another goal. And the, whole, the crowd really gets into it. It's one of those that immediately everybody is kind of into, yes. even though it's dated. Even though it's, but it is nostalgic. Uh, there's a there's a ring of charm to it, you know, and it gets everybody into it. Oh, I get it, man. That'd be great. Totally makes sense. Um, let's get to uh, five questions now. Brought to you by the Brick. Right now, stop in at the Brick as the uh, madness uh, continues. It is your last day to get in uh, up to twenty five percent off fireplaces, dining, bedroom, and home entertainment furniture. Right now at the Brick and the Brick dot com. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. TR, that song was Scream and Shout by Will I Am and Britney Spears. So uh, I can still text that to you so you can grab it. Uh, question number question number one today. Uh, tough result from the Oilers game last night. So, of course, we saw a lot of hot takes on social media. But when you look at their effort in the game, uh, were there any concerns of things that could possibly linger on? Go ahead, Jason. Well, the, the one, because it's been a lingering problem for years, is too many goals against five on five. That has been the Oilers' weakness for five years. Well, actually, probably, well, basically since 2017, because 2017, they were eighth. But other than that, they have been uh, bottom half of the league in five on five goals against. So that would be the one that has a tendency to linger because it has lingered for five years. What was the exact wording of that question, Connor? Uh, bad things you saw in the game that could linger on. That could linger on. I hope it doesn't. And I know there's a lot of questions in net. I have confidence, but that definitely is a question after watching that. And, uh, yeah, that uh, killer instinct. You know, if you come not ready to play, there's something that if that lingers, then, you know, you lose game whatever of the playoffs. So I guess... They're mild concerns. They're pine-on-the-patio type concerns, as they say, on overdrive. But uh, I would still would be a little bit concerned because eight goals is eight goals. It's a one-off, but whatever. Question number two. Uh, on the flip side, any positives you take out of that game? Might be tough to find some. For me, yeah, it's over. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I will say 
Uh, I thought the McLeod line was okay. That would be the uh, the one. If I have to find a positive, that'd be it. But uh, that's funny, Terry. It's over. It's true. <laughs> Question number three. Confirmed Ross Atkins will be back as the general manager of the Jays next season. Realistically, was there any chance he wasn't going to return, you think? Well, he, can, I, I want to get to this, and I'm sure Terry has thought. So Shapiro comes out today, and he's talking about it, and he says that he knew in advance what the plan was. So he knows what this plan was. He didn't know when he was going to get implemented, but he knew the plan. Meanwhile, Atkins like, I didn't know. I found out exactly when you know. What the hell is going on? Don't lie. Like, I don't know how anyone can believe him after that. Like, I'm sorry. He should be gone now. There, because there's, there's a lack of trust. And if you don't have trust in any relationship, it's difficult for it to continue on. I don't see how it does. So, um, yeah, I thought there was a legit shot and there should be because you have one guy in management saying, yeah, well, I know what the plan is, but the other guy, no, no, I didn't know. I found out just like every one of you as I was watching on. Give me an absolute break. He's caught red handed right there. Fibbing beat it. And, and so adamantly to me, it's a, it's egg all over his face. It looks brutal. I mean, you could have handled a, a church meeting better than that. Like that was awful. And, and I think, you know, Jays fans, sports fans alike are looking at those quotes. I'm talking about from Atkins and I'm just going, man, it's one thing to sell people down the river, which you don't do anyway. I don't care if you had nothing to do with it. There's ways to articulate it. You yeah. know, you're supposed to be somewhat of a diplomat up there. What are you doing? Embarrassing yourself and your team in front of everybody. If it's me and I had the power, you're gone, but I don't think it'll happen because I think in today's business world, I think it's still a success. They made the, like in their minds, they made the playoffs. Yeah. You know, they, they got, you know, it's possible. I don't think they to believe they're too far away. It's dollars. You know, this same group is heading a team that's, you know, seems to be on the way up. But again, I think they grossly underachieved. Other people don't seem to be thinking that, but I don't know. I'm just listening to everybody at the start of the year. What would you think? It's similar to the Oilers. I heard the similar Oilers talk. From Blue Jays' talk at the beginning of the season, expect, expectations were very similar. Now, if the Oilers go out in straight games in the final, what would you in the first round? What would you think? So, I think it's a total disappointment, and his actions to me uh, give would give me no other chance but to fire him. But I don't think he's gone. No. Question number four. Looking up at PlayAlberta.ca, the spread in tonight's Thursday night football game: ten and a half points. As the Broncos taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in KC, uh, do you think the Chiefs will cover the spread? Play Alberta.ca. I actually you can get higher. I went a little bit higher at eleven and a half. So yes, I think they will. Yeah, you know Kansas City. When you do a little bit of a dive into this, they've won fifteen games in a row against Denver. I didn't know that. I know it's not the same personnel, but fifteen straight, and we're not like. These are mostly, I, I guess, regular season games, if not all. I don't know. And to me, this Rashid Rice has really picked it up. Um, just the word Mahomes isn't isn't what's her name going to be there? What's her name? Taylor Swift. Yeah. That's a you know that again. I I wish I wasn't saying this because I don't think it should, but it'll probably affect it. I don't know. Denver got bad D. I'm thinking I'd take it if it was twenty. I think they're going to smash the ten. <laughs> And a final question for you guys today. Today is World Farmers Day, apparently. So if you had to go start a farm, Gregor, I know you got some expertise here. Uh, what would your main export be? I'll let TR go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. First. Well, I thought about this because a little bit of it's close to home. Salmon or fish farming is a little bit divisive now. There are, you know, it can pollute, it can take jobs away. Um, the fish can be less quality. There's all kinds of reasons. But I, I think just the more I, I live in the ocean, I pay close attention. If I had my time back, I wasn't a hockey player. There's a chance I would have been a marine biologist. I'm very interested. And I just think the world's waters are becoming a toilet, and the ocean and the seas are. And the further we go, I, I don't see it getting any better. And I think this is going to be something of the future that's going to have to happen. I'm very in, in, intrigued by the whole process. Um, not everybody agrees with me, but I'm just intrigued by all of it. And I think fish farming is fascinating for a lot of reasons. Given that I live in Newfoundland, I suppose I pick that. All right. Um, by the way, would, once you say marine biologist, all I could think about was Terry walking out to the ocean. The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man returning soup as a deli. Is that yeah. a titleist? Oh, and you're just walking <laughs> out there. Oh, my God. It's one of the greatest <laughs> scenes ever in Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, so awesome. Oh, um, oh, all day long, cons. I'm exporting. Um, you know what? I have... Uh, Obviously, you know what? We could do soybean. We could do canola. You could do wheat. But uh, uh, I'm a cattle guy all the way, man. I am, uh, I'm exporting uh, some uh, good hearty beef. Uh, none of that garbage steroids. Just good old-fashioned uh, healthy grain with some grass, right? Mixing a little bit of salt lick for them. It's perfect, right? A little bit of TLC goes a long way for any animal, any human being. But I'll be exporting cattle all day long. It's the one thing uh, every time I go to the farm... And uh, we were just there for Thanksgiving. And uh, we do rent the pasture, so we have some cows there. But they're not mine. I don't have a name for them, so I'm not connected to them. It's uh, it's something I miss greatly. And um, I would love to go back. I've thought about it, but um, I'd love to go back and just own my own farm. It's obviously my mom's farm. I can't tell her what to do. So I would, uh, I'd like to get my own, man, and uh, exporting cows all day long. So uh, Farmer's Day, uh, farmers are massively important. They produce uh, so much of the food that we eat right now. So shout out to uh, all of the farmers on Sports 1440, never taken for granted because without them, uh, we would be in very much trouble trying to feed ourselves. Most people can't Most people can't run a garden in their backyard, for goodness sakes. Hey, I'm a, I apologize. If it's Farmer's Day, they probably weren't, weren't talking about fish farm. Well, that's okay, buddy. It's, hey, you know what? I like that you went with, uh, what, and I do like your uh, analogy about the uh, oceans or a toilet because uh, that is an issue. There's no question about it, TR. So got to go with what you're passionate about, buddy. I like it. True. Hey, what uh, little teaser? What's coming up? But now I know it's out, but let's pretend this is mm. now episode three of Shorzy. 
in season number yeah. two. Give me a, give me a quick preview for uh, episode three in Shorzy. What can we expect? So four comes out tomorrow. Okay, four. All right, give me okay. a little teaser on four then. Oh God, uh, I believe in four. I'm pretty sure that you, you'll it, it's locked down who who Hitch's love interest oh, would probably be. Nice, nice. And, do you have to do uh, an on scene kiss? Well, I mean, I can't give that away yet. Oh wow! Jeez. Hopefully, she's hot. Hopefully, <laughs> no. hopefully, hopefully, you're not nervous, right? Suck it up there, ATRGs. Get some yeah. breast mints. Make sure you do breast mints before the take. Okay. You know, I can't imagine. That must be. Uh, I often, you know, look at at scenes in in, in some of these movies, and you know, there's got to be something to that. Acting is this huge umbrella. You know, sometimes you're, it's more natural than not, but I think all the time that would be weird. But the people that make those love scenes look so full of emotion and so natural, I think that's great acting in itself. Yeah, I, yeah. I really do. It, it never, you never hear many people go out. Oh, it was great the way he had sex or, or they had, say he, they had sex with each other. Uh, you know, that it was awesome. It really added to the movie, but I'm like, just to do that and feel natural with the person alongside of you. That's a hard thing to do. I've kind of tiptoed there, but I've never really had to, make out and get get down and jiggy with it but you know it happens a lot and you, you know you pitch picture doing that now with the crew behind oh, you buddy i'm just you know? i'm writing letters to kelso to make it happen in season three just to see <laughs> well i'm writing letters to kelso that that's what we'll, we'll just write in letters from all our listeners just and then you can tell us how nervous you were later on oh. <laughs> i'm not saying it doesn't happen to some level but hopefully fingers are crossed i know they really want to do they want to move on with it I don't want to get too far ahead, but I mean, it looks oh. good. So there might be more than just three episodes left. You know, who knows? Oh. I really hope and oh. I hear good things. But but anyway, yeah, that's what you can expect. And of course, it gets a little bit. We're playing against the Sioux Hunt and they're the uh, the American team from Sioux St. Marie. For those not that aren't up on their Canadian geography, uh, Sioux St. Marie, there's a Canadian side. And yeah, there's it's an like Lethbridge. It's a border city. Yeah, Lloyd. Oh, yeah, Lloyd Minster, not Leftbridge. Lloyd, yeah, Lloyd Minster. It's a border city, and uh, so now the guys playing in there, Neil Clark. Um, he, you could just see him in the very last of the episode three. Uh, he, he played in the A a little bit. He yeah. was he was really tough. Alex Penner, who's playing Delaney, I believe. You'll see a lot more of him now, and he's a big, real, real tough guy, and he's real big. He played all over the minors. Finished in the Quebec, you know any of those guys that finish in the Quebec Senior League, you know, right? They're gunslingers, right? They're Dude, gunslingers. God, that yeah. league is crazy, man. I couldn't believe the guys that go play in that league, and it was part of your contract to fight. That was like thanks, That's but wild, no thanks. Right? Yeah. And they came from there, and of course, you must have gotten asked to play in that league. I did, yeah, yeah. and I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tell you the story, but the offer was crazy, and it was in a briefcase, and it was at lunch one day, and I thought to myself. <laughs> Who am I going to owe these fights to? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, smart you man. Smart. When someone shows up with a briefcase of cash, you might wonder if it's above board. Yeah, man. And like <laughs> I said, when I I hurt my ankle, I knew like I heard it in Dallas camp, but within like months, like it just didn't get any better. I guess I knew six months later that that, that I probably wouldn't get back to. I mean, I didn't have much skating to lose. I didn't have. You know, I had to get better. That was the attribute that I really was trying to improve while I, that was, I think, the biggest inhibitor for me playing in the NHL regularly. Yeah. So I knew when I lost a step, but I could still play. Hence, I played senior hockey till last year. 
So when they phoned me, they, they, I swear to you, it was a team from Montreal, outside of Montreal, and they had me go up and meet them. The way they explained it was that if I didn't want to do it, I could do their broadcasting for like a good chunk, and that wasn't the case at all. They met me and said, we want 40 goals. We want 40 fights. Here's a case of money. You can take it and show up and do your job. And I thought to myself, you know, I, I, I didn't even know about the goals because you can't make yourself score. Anything can happen. I can hurt my wrist. I could just not play yeah. well. I don't know anything about this league. But then I'm going to, oh, I can make myself fight 40 times. But now I'm looking around the league going, it just didn't feel. And I'm like, I don't have to be doing this. It was actually right before it kind of alarmed me into going back to school and getting a degree. I'm wow. like, man, nice. I don't know if I want. Not that I'm scared to fight, but there's something to do about going into it. Yes. fighting trained fighters that are just there to do it. And, you know, a lot of them are on roids and they're, you know, Vaseline and the leather straps and, you know, goalie cuts. And, you know, it's just and these guys, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's like when you go to watch UFC at a bar. Like if you talk to one of those real pure tough guys, it'll just be talk all night. Like every story. Then I had him here and then I took my hand out and I clubbered him in the jaw and he went down. I broke his orbital bone. And, you know, it was all guys like that that loved fighting. I'm like, what am I doing? Do I need the money that bad? Or I'll go back to school and get it in the future. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. Uh, TR, as always, buddy, great stuff. We'll talk to you Monday. Have a good weekend. Thanks a lot for having me. See you later, Edmonton. See you later, Connor. And see you later, JG. That is uh, Terry Ryan, our uh, Monday and Thursday co-host here on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Let's get to the con man. Sports 1440 update brought to you by... Edmonton Kubota. Stop in right now and you get great deals on all the compact BX tractors with 0% financing for 84 months. Shop online, edmontonkubota.com or in-store on 156th When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.